0: Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the business, has partnered with Hooters to bring you the largest guaranteed rake-free contest lineup in the history of daily fantasy sports. Only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com today with referral code FFP and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership on your first $1,000 in rake-free entries. Voidware Prohibited must be 18 or
1: older. The trio behind Fanball's original Pants Party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John Tubi now here's Anthony Maggio good evening good morning
0: good afternoon whatever time it is for you we're happy that you're joining us here in spirit at least at JL beers in Burnsville it's John Tubi Bo Mitchell Anthony Maggio here with the week two fantasy football party brought to you by fantasy draft we are enjoying it looks like we're enjoying our uh, Mm -hmm. drinks already I'm
2: enjoying Mike. okay goodwood barrel aged (laughs) beverage it's spectacular
3: how's
0: your drink
2: I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> hey. the pretty good oh. itself.
0: All I didn't right. even open the button bar because wow. we didn't use it last week because we had a uh, Dave Bergeron on and I got lazy and I forgot that we even do that anymore. And, so. and
2: unfortunately, Dave not here this week. Despite this, uh, apparently the Southwest chapter of the Dave Bergeron fan club meeting at a table adjacent to us. Wow. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> That's up and running. <laughs> See how I did that on the fly. Very if, good. If
2: Dave was here, he'd truly appreciate that joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well. We uh, Week one is in the books. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday night. So waivers have run. By the time you're listening to this, you're probably gearing up for uh, the Thursday night contest. We're going to talk about that, of course, uh, with some immediate regrets, some news. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, whatever. And uh, 50-50, we've got lots to get to. I'm not going to promise a short show because we've done that and it hasn't worked out. So we'll just see where it ends up. How about that? We <laughs> always perfect. deliver more than
2: we promise. That's that's our credo. Well,
0: just like our friends here at JL Beers. Reagan's already delivered us. Each oh, a, yes. We talked about Tuvis. bow, of course, hitting the grain belt. Mm-hmm. I've got a little uh, Kona lager, which is delicious. And they actually have a thing going on. They've got got a bike. Do you see a bike hanging in the yeah, front of there? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you yeah, I get an to entry. Now. I get an work. entry to win this. And they still have the, uh, uh, the Bells Ales for ALS on tap. So you uh, purchase one of those, and a dollar goes to. Uh, Fights ALS, so drinking for a good cause, of course, here at JL Beers. And
2: I certainly think after I polish off the Goodwood, I'm going to uh, go with the old one eye from Insight. <laughs> I'm not. I don't have a. I don't have an <laughs> Just, appropriate button. On the no, button there's, part for that. there is an no inappropriate <laughs> button. <laughs> the inappropriate button, which is hey, two beers. We well, you not. did <laughs>
0: scare away Bergen's fan club, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, They immediately. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> <you> know, the <laughs> buffet was closing. regretted and. their decision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that, hey, that's as good of a uh, lead-in to uh, this segment as any.
1: The Party Podcast now continues with...
0: I immediately regret this decision.
1: Let's find out what moves Laggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over...
2: I
0: think, Tubi, it's your turn to go first for immediate regrets. What are you regretting from week Bring one? Bring it on.
2: I am um, regretting not handcuffing Alexander Madison to uh, my Dalvin Cook shares, and I have several. Um, for starters... I kind of thought Mike Boone would be the guy who would end up getting carries. Even though Madison looked pretty good in the preseason, mm-hmm. um, it's not. And it's not that I'm worried that Dalvin Cook's going to get hurt. I mean, looking back at what happened last year uh, with uh, with Cook and Lamont, uh, Latavius Murray, yeah, when they were both active and the Vikings committed to the run which they, you know, running the they ball 77% sort of, of the time, they look like they're committing to the run.
3: They've committed now.
2: Yes. <laughs> they uh, should be committed. Cook averaged 15 carries 60 yards uh, and they, they played together, there were four games where they committed to the run combined for 20 or more carries and Murray averaged 11 carries 40 yards and they both had two touchdowns in those games. Madison had 49 yards on nine touches in the first game. I think there's going to be fantasy value to him even alongside, even if Cook stays healthy all year, I think the Vikings firmly committing to the run. He's going to get close to 10 touches on a regular basis. Plus, you've got the insurance, which Alex likes like to get. So, yep. got a couple of uh, free-floating Dalvin Cook teams. I think I'll be making some uh, Madison offers in the very near future.
3: He could be, yeah, in addition to a handcuff. I, I could see maybe during the uh, the bye weeks, once those hit in full stride. In a big league he, as a flex, he, 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 could, he could be a flex guy.
0: I I've been using this term for, I don't know, four or five years. It was post-Fanball 1.0, but the handcuff with benefits, you know, (laughs) and I, you know, that Madison's working his way into that territory, and I, I only thought of it because I actually saw that phrase used in a Yahoo fantasy story about Alexander Madison, so it has become mainstream now, the handcuff with benefits, so... There you go. I should have trademarked that. From your mind to mainstream. We, we could have been, I could have had all the beers for the rest of the, the season. But instead, I didn't trademark you're a, it. You're and now, a giver. Now LeBron's probably going to do it. That and Taco huh. Tuesday, which he's try, been trying to do, I guess. I read that on the internet as well. but That's got to be true. Yeah, you can't. I guess you can't believe everything on there. Uh, might be fake news. Bo, what are you regretting? You know,
3: speaking of fanball 1.0, I did uh, – some research way back in the day for them on third-year wide receivers. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, you had
0: a scroll. I remember it was a while yes. ago. Yeah,
3: and <laughs> it was a scroll on parchment. <laughs> <laughs> um, the old adage back in the day was that wide receivers broke out in their third season. Uh, define breakout however you might. So I looked into it to see if it was true, and I did like a 10-year look at the data of uh, – all the wide receivers that came out in the draft, starting with the Randy Moss draft in 98 for like 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, a lot of wide receivers, quote-unquote, broke out in their third season. Uh, more actually broke out in their second season. And um, by breakout, you know, I had to define that as like a 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns or and or. Um, all of which gets me to my point of my immediate regret this week, and that's hanging on to these high draft pick wide receivers too long just based on the fact that they were drafted really high and yeah i'm looking at you Corey davis i've had him on my dynasty team now since he was drafted fifth overall by the titans in 2017 and i gotta tell you if he doesn't break out by or get going by the second half of this year i'm gonna be donezo with Mm -hmm. him zero receptions in in uh week one on i think three targets um and in 28 career games now, he's got 99 receptions, 1,266 yards, and four touchdowns. You know what other wide receivers drafted or since 2017 have approximately those? I mean, almost identical numbers to Corey Davis. Do tell: Danny Amendola, Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole, oh yeah, Taylor Gabriel. Kelvin, Benjamin, Dante Moncrief, and Devante Parker. I uh, I. If I had any of those guys, I would not be just clinging to them with the hopes that, you know, <laughs> right. it, this could be the week. You never mm-hmm. know. It could be it's right around the corner. They're about to break out. But I'm doing the same thing with Corey Davis, and he's produced their same numbers. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, all the, so much talent. Um, but just a bad system for him it, Marcus yeah. Mariota is just yeah. not a quarterback he's going to throw it down the field to them to him and when they get in close uh it's either Derrick Henry running it in he's finding Delaney Walker or Mariota's taking it in himself so you know hence the four touchdowns um it just seems like a bad fit and uh, I'm starting to get the same vibe with Anthony Miller in Chicago love the talent question marks about the quarterback and if they get in close, I have a feeling it's just going to be, you know, now yeah. Montgomery or, you know, hey, uh, why Trubisky
2: don't you just, running it, you know. Why don't you just smack Maj upside the head with the, with the <laughs> stick? I mean, that's, well,
0: that's mean. The The draft capital invested in Anthony Miller and Corey Davis are are different, you know. I mean, Anthony Miller was a much later pick than, than Corey Davis was. I mean, like you but, said, but it, but, but, it,
3: but for But for fantasy purposes – uh, Corey Davis, I know, was a first, first to, yeah. round selection mm-hmm. in dynasty drafts. Uh, and Anthony Miller was probably a late first, early second. I've got him in, yeah. in a league as well. Well,
0: and he's not, a, with with Miller, you know, he is not the number one target on that team. I mean, even nope. if all's going right, you know, Allen Robinson's still the number one there, whereas Corey Davis is supposed to be the number one on this team. And, you know, from a snap standpoint, he still was. He played 43 yeah. snaps. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown, who was sort of the receiving hero in that game, uh, only played 25. Tajay Sharp played more than A.J. Brown did at 29. Um, you're right. There was only three targets. I mean, he was actually held on a deep crossing route that um, there was a flag on the play. That could have been a big play. There was yeah. another one. He actually did get open, and Mariota missed him. So, I mean, the chances, the opportunities are there. The the air yards were there, and generally speaking, when the air yards yeah. are there, um, the the production is going to come, but it's that contextual piece that you brought up, um, you know, about the system and and the team. So you can continue to give high draft pick receivers time to develop so long as they're in a system where you can actually see the upside coming to fruition. I mean, take John Ross. I mean, John Ross has done nothing for two years because of injuries and his hands fell off, I guess. Um, But Week one with That's no A.J. Green. for a wide receiver. He had – and he actually had a couple of drops drops against Seattle too. Still, he had 12 targets in that game, caught seven of them. And the big thing here is Marvin Lewis isn't there. Zach Taylor's there now, right? So he's in this system where he's basically the Brandon Cooks, you know, if you're taking that Sean McVay Ram system and, and putting it on Cincinnati. So even when A.J. Green comes back, John Ross is going to have a role in that offense, and he has skills in the same way, you know – that, that talent was there when he was drafted. That talent was there when Corey Davis was drafted. But that system's just not right for him there. there there's, right. there's going to be some opportunities, but you're right, probably not enough that the talent alone isn't a reason to hang on to him. You need to, you need to be able to see that upside coming to fruition pretty much right away, or else all these guys that are going to be picked up on waivers, the John Rosses of the world, are going to be gone, and you're not going to have anybody to replace
3: them or, 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 or just Or even wide receivers that aren't nearly as talented. Butter in way better situations, you know yeah. that that produce so much so much more. Now, yeah. I'm not dropping Corey Davis yet, but like I said, if if, we're, if we get to the halfway point of the season here, he's on notice. Put it that way.
0: My regret is much shorter. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> I, I used Jameis Winston in one of my cash game lineups this this last week. Um, Say no more. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I play in in basically every slate. I'll put a different cash game lineup. Hey, hello neighbors. My hey there. neighbors are here. Well, you guys can you can cozy up. I'll move some of my stuff out of the way. Um, but with – I mean, Jameis just isn't a cash game quarterback. That's The mistake I made wasn't playing Jameis Winston just in general. It was playing him in that type of contest because we all know what Jameis Winston is, you know, high-variance quarterback. And I got suckered in by his good price on fantasy draft, which the good price is there to take advantage of in a tournament. He's not a quarterback who no. is able to – um, score fantasy points with his legs, you know. So, and there are so many of those now that you really need to start there when you're making your cash game lineup. At least consider those guys before you, you know, you go a different route. And then when you're when you're far enough down on the list where you're taking guys that don't run and can throw a lot of interceptions in a game, <laughs> just just move on. Just it's a rare combination. Don't, don't do that. And I did that, and and that that was my bad. So. All right, uh, enough, enough regrets. We've got uh, some news to get to. Let's throw it a bow at the uh, Channel Score News Desk.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to
3: stop what you're doing and listen. All right, thank you, Veronica. Here's what's happening in your fantasy football world this week. We've got about a half dozen injuries to take a look at, so we'll start with those uh, several important ones here. Tyree Kill. Broken clavicle out four to six weeks. No IR for now. Uh, what does that mean for his replacements? Guys like, uh, Sammy Watkins, maybe Miko Hardman. Uh, Nick Foles, broken collarbone. IR designated for return. My guy, Gardner Minshew from Washington State.
2: Oh, I've been (laughs) on him for
3: years now. (laughs) No, actually we, in, in the A job, we do a lot of college football coverage and I did a lot of coverage of Gardner Minshew last year because yeah. he was breaking records left and right. So, anyways, I like Gardner Minshew. Uh Tevin Coleman, he has the dreaded high r- high ankle sprain uh for the 49ers, so he's already hobbled. Um Darius Geis, meniscus injury in his knee. Where's where oh, where is it? I don't know. I'm
0: uh, I'm on yeah. the wrong page. Tried to set oh, you. My up goodness. There. there I
3: found it. <laughs> So Adrian Peterson, who was a healthy scratch last week, could be back in the mix now. Uh, Hunter Henry is the other injury we should talk about. Another knee injury. I was ready for that one. Tibia plateau fracture. Four to six weeks
1: likely oh. out
3: at least. Yeah. So
1: I could
0: have busted out an oldie but goodie for Tyree Hill. Ah, oh, my scapula. Close. Close. <laughs> it's in the same clavicle region. scapula. Yeah. Same general <laughs> body part. <laughs>
3: Uh, so anyway, so let's, let's start with Tyreek Hill, guys. What uh, What's the uh, fantasy fallout from that in your eyes? I've
0: actually, um, I, I already put one trade offer into the Tyreek Hill owner because he's going to be back uh, in plenty of time before your fantasy playoffs. So if you've got a uh, team that you're feeling pretty good about and you've got mm-hmm. some, some depth, I wouldn't mind buying low right now knowing he's going to come back and still be Tyreek Hill. Uh, on the field, uh, hopefully he turns into somebody else off it. But um, <laughs> yeah. that the only other ramifications uh, there are: Nicole Hardman. If you yeah. drafted him before you knew Tyreek Hill was going to be coming back, well, he's right back in the situation you thought he was going to be in. And and this offense showed with with Hill off the field for most of that game in Jacksonville against one of the better defenses in the league that. They were so bored that Patrick Mahomes was missing <laughs> no look touchdown passes because he needed something to do. <laughs> so
3: yeah, uh, I'm
0: not too worried about that offense. I, I even
3: mean, saw uh, somebody reach for a Demarcus Robinson off the waiver wire. Uh, yeah, maybe as a one in, in, week in a, in a big in a big league. Yeah,
2: in a big league in a bye week. I think if if uh, uh, Hill isn't back. Um, by the time the bye weeks start uh, impacting your team, you're not going to pay the the going rate for Watkins because he's at top end right now. Yeah, um, I think Hardman's the guy, and you could maybe if you're the Kelsey owner in your league is an idiot. Um, remember last year he had what one catch for six yards in the first game, and mm. you know he, he wasn't he wasn't tra- I maybe mean, wasn't the Travis Kelsey maybe they paid for in week one. It's only going to go up for him. I mean, while while Hill's out, I think there's even more looks that go his way, and and no looks that go his and way. No so and no looks, no looks with
0: Hardman. I guess my my big question is: I mean, Tyreek Hill was a wide receiver one every week. Where's Hardman fall in your ranks every week? And how does Sammy Watkins move in relation to that?
3: Yeah, it's uh, Sammy Watkins. I I can't believe that his value is ever going to be higher than it is right now. I really don't see him being a wide receiver one guy every week, but. In, in
2: if there was a offense. situation for him yep. to be in that yep. could
3: produce that, it's all about opportunity. If, so. if you've got
0: Watkins and Hardman on the same team and you, you're picking between them every week, which one are you playing? Going I'm, into I'm, week playing
2: two? I'm playing Watkins until I see what, yeah. what Hardman's going to do. Or I'm selling high on Watkins yeah. and yeah. hoping that, that Hardman steps into 75% of, of the Hill looks sure. and, and you get full value for... Yeah. Yeah, for, uh, Sammy Watkins.
0: Yeah, he got the Tyree Kill snaps. He just only had the one target. So yeah. we'll, you know, it's kind of wait and see there. But yeah, I don't, I don't mind trying to sell high on Sammy Watkins. All right.
3: Fallout from the Nick Foles broken collarbone. It's a nice run for him in Jacksonville.
0: I,
2: I agree he's legit, but you, you brought up the Washington State stuff. I just don't see that offense rolling into the Washington State. Well, offense. no. I, I mean, <laughs> or already we're close to it, really. I mean, I still think they're going to be very ground and pound you know he's gonna end up with a a kirk cousins type of 10 throw game from from you know but but in a two quarterback league you're running out and getting him absolutely i think the biggest question here is does gardner Minshew earn the coveted bo mitchell something called moniker
3: um you know because it's a great it's
2: a killer name it's, it it's no Dietrich Gels. It's, but yeah,
3: it, Dietrich Gels is a lot to live up to. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We're, right. we're in a gray area. We'll marinate there. on that. The, yeah. As
0: far as the, as so far cool. as the re, uh, receivers go there, D.D. D. Westbrook was the only one that, you know, had a significant fantasy role anyway. Yeah, D.J. Chark and, DJ Chark, and Chris yeah. Conley both had big games last week, but, you know, those were lower end you know, those were wide receivers, fives and sixes in most fantasy leagues anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're taking a big hit, uh, if any hit at all. But uh, honestly, because of the offense that Minshew played in in college and the type of player D.D. Westbrook is, I think that he can maintain basically all of the value that we thought he had with Nick Foles. Is that wrong?
2: No, no, no
3: I don't think so. I, mean, I think Minshew,
0: Tell I, me I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not telling you.
3: I'm not going to put Minshew in a, in a fantasy lineup anytime soon, but he does intrigue me. I mean, the guy is really smart and really accurate and threw a ton of passes in college. Uh, and incredibly good looking. And, and fair, fantastic facial hair. <laughs> and just hair in general, yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on that situation. It's, uh, it could be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick type situation only with, A much, much younger quarterback.
2: Yeah. By the way, Ryan Fitzpatrick has the NFL record for most different teams throwing a passing touchdown with and the most different teams rushing for a touchdown with. Wow. Seven. Everybody but the Dolphins. All right. Who knew?
3: There was another (laughs) uh, um, week one record, um, like, perfect quarterback rating or something like that that you dug up this week, too?
2: Well, know? I was going to talk about that, you know, whatever. Let not te- mow the lawn. Tease that out there, and oh, then yeah. people will right. stick around.
3: Uh, Tevin Coleman, ankle sprain.
0: Your thoughts? This is a bummer just because he was clearly the starter. I mean, after the the PR department had Matt Breida listed as the starter on the first regular season depth chart, Tevin Coleman was the guy. Now, Breida was getting work worked in, but in, in today's two-running-back NFL system, Coleman was absolutely the you know it was more it was closer to one two than it was one a one b uh to to start the game but because it's a high ankle sprain uh I'm worried six, six man plus and,
2: and who knows right
0: and and if you've got a short bench and you need running back help I'm gonna have a really hard time telling you you can't cut Tevin Coleman because who knows what Matt Breed I mean he's gonna get hurt obviously but he'll still play and and you know if he has a good run for a month then what? Is Tevin Coleman right back in that role? We, we, you know, we can't say that with any kind of certainty.
2: And I don't think load up on, on Breida because you were seeing plenty of Mostert a lot out of those as well.
0: And Jeff I mean. Wilson got pulled up from the practice squad, so yep. he'll be a
2: part of the rotation. It's uh, gonna be heavy committee now.
0: I, I mean, I do still think Breida now becomes a startable asset as yes. a, you know, flex or even running back too if you, you load it up on wide receivers, for sure.
3: Uh, let's go to the Washington Redskins, uh, update desk and, uh, figure out what we're gonna do about their running back situation with, uh, the meniscus, meniscus injury for Geis. Well, Jay, kind of a week to week deal.
2: Jay Gruden wanted to cut Adrian Peterson. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't just want to sit him down, he wanted yeah. to kick him to the curb. Yeah. So. Was that today, his quote about,
0: well, if we're gonna run the ball 55 times out of the eye formation, the maybe, eye formation. We'll, maybe we'll
2: call yeah. him up? <laughs> wow. That's not a huge which, fan which opens <laughs> the door for my guy chris thompson who there's there's value for chris thompson on the end of your roster and you know in, in just about every league that last pick was was chris thompson because yeah. you know he had what 10 targets he was the number one, he was the leading target getter in washington last week and that's that jay gruden offense it I mean, was, we
0: should we should yeah. note six of his ten targets were on Washington's final drive, where they was they were going for that backdoor cover. You, but you, they look, count the you're, same. You're, looking at, at you're the same. looking at a
2: team that's going to be playing from behind <laughs> yes. quite a bit. Yes. So I, I don't know that. And let's also revisit. You know, they're missing their left tackle because he's dissatisfied with the uh, medical decisions of the Washington training staff. Yeah. Hmm. Geis injured and now injured again. I mean. Maybe uh, check, check, are they, you know, they get their right. medical degrees from Belize <laughs> or something? Or what, what <laughs> we're college do they Belize. go we, to? Yeah, yeah. we're oh, sure you I'm fine. sure you have great. Uh, we're yeah. big in Belize.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: do you Belize and love? You
3: better Belize love.
0: Well, if we're going to tell people to potentially drop Coleman if they need to, are we telling them to drop Geis too? Who, If you've got both of those guys and you had to drop one to pick somebody up, who are you dropping? Geis or drop Coleman? Ge-
3: I drop Geis.
2: Nice. You to I, I was thinking Coleman, but yeah, Geist—he he hasn't proven anything, yeah, and, and I like I said, I'm I'm totally on the Chris Thompson bandwagon. So I I, I,
3: I just haven't—you know—we haven't seen anything from Geist yet. Coleman, we know we can. Mike Evans in the house. He can. We, we know what Coleman can do. Hey, Mike, we haven't talked Tampa Bay yet, but Mike Evans <laughs> has arrived.
0: <laughs> the Mike Evans. Yes, it's good to see here here at JL Beers. Mike Evans, one of our faves. We've got, uh, yeah, and by the way, I'm with you guys. I, I do think that Darius Geist is probably the one to drop uh, aside from those. It looks like uh, Mike's got some gifts for us, so why don't you tee us up for the
3: next uh, s- next news bit the, here. The, yeah, the other guy w- that we have Thank yet you. to Appreciate talk it. about here injury Any questions for the show? Uh, Sorry, I'm going to totally Hunter run Hunter Henry.
0: Run over, Bo. No? No questions? Okay. All
3: right. No Hunter idea. Henry, who unfortunately was on our injury report all year last year, yeah. and here he is again after one week. And they're shutting him down again. Tibia plateau fracture. Um, He's this the next guy, Todd this Heap. Guy, this guy can't
2: catch a break. And yeah, it's a the,
3: bone, for the next Todd Heap, he landed yeah. on the wrong team because the yeah. Chargers are just injuries waiting to happen. Oh, man. Another
2: team that uh, maybe don't call the Washington training staff, right. but uh, maybe yeah. maybe look at your doctors and say, what or your field surf. I mean, there's something going on every year. They're mm-hmm. losing three, four, five key players. Henry actually... No Antonio
3: Gates to come back. This, to Why come not? Yeah, he might. You never know. Uh, Henry actually went back in the
0: game after Gronk? taking that San hit. Got, got some
2: nice weather. Ooh, so does Los <laughs>
3: Angeles.
0: Um, the, That's yeah, a good point. <laughs> well, it, it, this isn't something he's going to try to play through, um, but it's at least noteworthy that he did come in and play with that injury. Um, We don't have a timetable yet here. Henry is somebody that if he's not going on IR that I am trying to hang on to just because it's a shallow position. I think in the short term, though, what this does is really makes Austin Eckler just a tremendous value because we saw last year, uh, you know, basically whenever Gates and or Henry has been hurt, the running back target share has gone up, you know, in the 5% range there. Yep. And Phil Rivers loves to throw to Austin Eckler. And, and we've seen a very consistent split between Eckler and Justin Jackson now when those two are, are on the field together and when Melvin Gordon is not there. I mean, very much, you know, in the sort of two-thirds, one-third.
2: There were plenty of uh, the analytical side of fantasy football Twitter that were echoing that exact same point, and they had, they had the numbers to back it up. I don't have anything in front of me, but without Hunter Henry... Uh, Eckler's targets and production went up consistently. So absolutely, and he looks. Uh, you know, I, w- I was late to the party. I only had Gordon in the one team in the in the fishbowl yeah. league that drafted what in like last December. So I ended up <laughs> with with Gordon and didn't get Eckler. But I can't, I was late to the party, but I got there and picked up Eckler in multiple leagues and. Wrote him to the bank uh, last week for yeah. sure. He, I,
3: helped, he helped me uh, in some DFS I, lineups for sure. last DFS
2: week. is really where I'm using him.
0: I didn't. I didn't end up, end up taking him anywhere because still the specter of Melvin Gordon looms large. Yes, you you can write Austin Speaking Eckler which, to a yeah. hell of a record in the first six weeks so, of the yeah, season. Six, six to eight. Is Isn't but, that
2: the window he's given? Right. For showing up? So I don't.
0: I, I don't know. I'm. I'm very much. I'm not trying to buy austin eckler and if i have him i'm i'm more than happy to continue trotting him out there and winning games you know with his help but i'm also i'm looking at the the tevin coleman and darius guys owners and saying hey you've got guys that are going to be out for a while you know austin eckler might be a pretty good pickup you know to, to bridge that gap and right. see what what i can get for him
2: and now with the news on mike williams also being injured yeah. and, and then not knowing about his availability Gordon coming back and plays running back. Eckler out in the slot.
1: Yep. Why not?
3: Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you brought up – we brought up Gordon uh, just a little bit there. He's – sounds like the reports are he's going to aim to come back between weeks six and eight. That's really the only update we have on, yeah. on him. Noah, seven is between uh, six and eight. Yeah, I know so that. Probably right in that seven range. <laughs> that a wait count. <laughs> uh, no real fantasy fallout from that to speak of that I, that I can really think of. Uh, but the other big story this week – Again, unfortunately. Well, now let's Antonio preface it by saying it's Wednesday Brown.
2: evening at seven fifty-three because this right. will change four times before you listen to it tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah. At eight.
3: Who the hell knows? By the time well, you listen to this, yeah. there could be three other Antonio Brown. Antonio
0: Brown issues. was still a Raider the last time we did a
3: show. Yeah.
0: And that was before he was gonna he was going to actually play as a Raider. And the we last were and he. we
3: were telling people to <laughs> the, yeah. at the moment he does anything yeah. to to ditch him right. to sell high because. There's gonna be another thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And then things started happening and then I haven't stopped. Whoever happening. runs their, our Twitter account posted oh, something about, genius. you know, I'm, here's I'm the alone. countdown till to, to the yeah. next Antonio Brown issue and with an hour. Bo and I would, uh, and you know. there, lo and behold, I, I've lost track of all the Antonio Brown issues. It's I just, can't listen
2: anymore. He's, it's just
0: he was out
3: ugh. on the practice field. I don't know if he's gonna maybe he gonna play this
0: week. May end up on the commissioners. Maybe uh, Commissioner exempt, exempt list. list for uh, his off-the-field uh, issues. But on the flip side, so, we
2: did mention in show one, Terrell Williams was a nice pickup for exactly <laughs> yes, this yes. reason. And I know one or maybe both of you talked up Darren Waller as well. Yes, because yeah. I, I every, had hard knocks. Yeah, every bit. So <laughs> knock I
3: watched on of HBO, Woods. Yes. if you're with me. Uh, yeah, Darren Well, he, he definitely showed up. Seven, seven catches, I believe, in, in the first show. But what about uh, what about Brown, if you have him on your fantasy squad right now? What the hell are you doing? Well, with this you guy? can't.
0: I mean, who's going to you trade can't for? can trade them. Nobody's going to give you anything of consequence. Honestly, I if if you have uh, receivers on your waiver wire, I don't. I would not fault you for dropping Antonio Brown and picking wow. somebody up. That said, the upside of Antonio Brown in the New England offense is enough for me that I would have to be pretty darn desperate. To, yeah. to pull that trigger because, uh, I mean, he could be, even if he only plays like the second half of the season, oh, boy, there could be some fireworks. Yeah, out. unfortunately,
2: they listed all of the head cases that have gone to New England and, and balled out for them. Yeah. And, you know, Randy Moss, okay, set an NFL record for uh, touchdown the catches. the Raiders and to New England play. Corey, Corey Dillon won two Super Bowls. Yeah. And You know, go right down the list of head cases. And he may be the biggest head case yet, but does that just mean bigger numbers? I Yeesh. You could. All right. You know what? We're just a bunch of dudes drinking
0: some beer at a bar, so we're going to talk about whatever. That's what we're going to do. We've decided instead of the uh, the extended game-by-game news section, we wanted to give ourselves the, t- the chance to really, you know, what, what's grinding our gears or what's uh, piqued our interest uh, in the fantasy yeah. football landscape. And, uh, you know, so we wanted to – we just thought it'd be a kind of a fun, random, fun stuff. way to talk about what's going on in the landscape. And, and Tim and Kyle, if you guys have uh, questions for the show, we'll hand you a headset. You just or let Mike. us know. Yeah, don't or Mike, Mike. Well, Mike knows he's here. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll get you guys when you like when you're champing at the
3: bit to, to jump in, here, or you I can, can wait, in,
0: or you can wait until the end. That's fine too. But um, I do want to note um, that you know we've been using Fantasy Labs for however many years it is now uh, that they've partners with with at the show. At least four, and at least four, maybe and, more
3: your and
0: it, it they're they're still running it's the cool promotion safe. 10 off one zero oh 0 f to get 10 off of the trial membership and I, again I, I i talked about my misdeeds with Jameis winston and cash game lineup and uh I, fantasy labs would have uh, steered me much better had i gone that route and used them but um it's still baseball season I use them for baseball and actually ended up, uh, finishing pretty high in a, in a big money tournament just last night. And, uh, their models, you know, they, it works for hockey, hockey season. Talk to Toby about that. Good no. day, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to hockey up. season. So, uh, you know, if you play DFS on, I mean, if, if you're just dabbling in it, if you're playing like a dollar a weekend, you know, fantasy labs probably ain't your thing. But if, this, if, if you like to play DFS and you do this regularly, you will, Win more with Fantasy Labs. It just—it's so helpful that uh, every—I could go down the list of every single tool we use with, with Fantasy Labs, and I have in previous shows, in <laughs> fact. But uh, I, I implore you to check them out. Use that code ten off one zero o f f just to explore the studio space, see what they got going <laughs> on there, and see if uh, see if Fantasy Labs can help you be a
3: better fantasy DFS player. Who Wants to go
0: first, talking about
3: whatever. I'll go first. That'll be you know the the first thing that kind of when when we kind of talked about this this new segment, um, one thing that you know we don 't spend too much time dwelling on is streaming defenses, which has been a very effective uh, way to, way to go about it in in the past for me instead of spending you know a high draft pick uh, or a not last round draft pick, I should say on a defense but Streaming defense is the way I usually like to go. And there's a team in Miami. Um, I think they're called the Tanky McTankersons now. The front I heard office. them referred
0: to as the fish tank, which I love. Yeah, that, that, is, is, that is fantastic. Congratulations, whoever came up yeah. with that.
2: trademark. Uh, LeBron. So
3: basically one. what I'm saying is if you're streaming defenses, find who the Dolphins play each week and try to get the defense that's playing. I'm in town to play the Dolphins,
2: you dumbass.
3: <laughs>
0: the uh when when you brought
3: it, this when you it, bro- go it was, it was baltimore last week it's yeah. new england this week yeah. they're taking in a lot of leagues but looking ahead dallas the chargers the redskins the bills the steelers the jets the colts are next up on their schedule about five of those teams five or six of those teams out of the next eight are owned in 50 percent or mm-hmm. fewer of uh espn leagues so Go ahead and stream those defenses uh, against the Dolphins this year. And also, by the way, if you're in the knockout pool, just <laughs> 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 go right down yeah, the line with yeah. their schedule. Who's Miami? Who's Miami playing this week? I'll take that team. My
0: uh, when you brought this up for the this segment a couple of days ago, my order of operations was: Who do the Dolphins play in weeks fourteen through sixteen? Well, it's the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. Uh, the Giants defense, uh, yeah. I don't love, but the Bengals could be fine. The Jets could be fine. And actually, then I, I dug deeper on with those teams. The Giants weren't a team I was going to worry about, but, and the Bengals, their, their schedule late in the season's not great. Um, but the Jets, I'm going to read you the weeks eight through 14. They're, they're at Jacksonville, week eight. So Gardner Minshew, uh, rookie quarterbacks, six-year quarterback. No quarterback. Chance. Uh, week nine at Miami. Week 10 versus Eli or Daniel Jones, the Giants. Uh, then at Washington, then versus Oakland, then at Cincy, then versus Miami in week 14, that wow. first week of the fantasy playoffs. So that is uh, – J-E-T-S. So, so and, and, you know, they've got to get through the um, – they've got New England, you know, a couple of times on their schedule, uh, and they've got a bye week in there before that as well. Um, so they're not a team I'm picking up now, but I but am absolutely –
3: Wait till they're on their bye or the week after they're buying. Yeah, no and I
0: want to say – I'll have to look it up. It's either week six or week seven. Um, I think it's week six. But, uh, yeah, that – just if you're streaming defenses now that is the one to keep your eye on and make sure when it comes time to you know you're you're getting in on that a week early because then you've got your 7 weeks up through you know the first week of the fantasy playoffs basically covered if you want to uh, worry about uh, jets have a everything buying else. week Oh, it's week He's four? He's okay. Early bye. Oh, that's right. Because then uh, week five, Herndon's still suspended. He doesn't play until week six. Yeah, so then they
3: get the Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. Eagles, Co- that. That's
0: right. So those are three weeks that you do not want to play the Jets defense. But yeah,
3: but you're still in the thick of bye weeks there, where right. where teams are going to be churning through defenses and kickers and tight ends and some of these yeah. these positions yeah. where they might only have one guy in their roster. But, right. So that's your window to to pick them up. That kind of yeah. that week five through seven window yeah. before they pick up Jacksonville and Miami and the rest of those teams that you just list, listed off.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I'm bookmarking that uh, so I don't forget about it because uh, I will definitely be doing that in a couple of leagues where I'm streaming defenses. me what do you got to talk about today?
2: Well, you know, sometimes, as Bo mentioned in our day job, uh, we get to look at a lot of really cool statistics. And uh, one of the things that I came across uh, was kind of pertinent because for the first time since um, I think it was 73, Five, we had two quarterbacks throw for perfect passer ratings in the same week. We had Dak Prescott, and we had Lamar Jackson throw for perfect passer ratings. So I went and looked back, um, as I want to do as a kid who grew up memorizing the backs of baseball cards. The, the numbers fascinate me. And there were four quarterbacks in week one who threw for perfect passer ratings. Now, Ever? Uh, ever. Well, since the in the Super Bowl era. Um, I thought we could trust our data back a little further, back to um, the beginning of, uh, I think it was 49, but uh, Super Bowl era 69 or 67 is a nice, safe cutoff. Yep. uh, Marcus Mariota, in his very first game, everybody thought he's a running quarterback. He had a perfect passer rating, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Dak and Lamar this week. And then you got to go back to 1973 for a guy who has suddenly become my new favorite player. Why? Well, Dick Shiner... Let me show you what the turkey hole is. Played for the Redskins, and then he was a Brown. Then he was a Steeler. Then he played for the Giants. Then he played for the Falcons, for whom he had his perfect game in '73. (laughs) And then he played for the Patriots. So I'm gonna have to find myself.
3: So you're saying Dick was waved a lot. A Richard Richard
2: J. Shiner football jersey. (laughs) Oh, my Just goodness. one of the many, many fun things. that, uh, Well, probably. Yeah. Released? If he played. <laughs> see, you're, you're enabling me. That's the problem. You're enablers. Yeah. You're like, hey, let's. Tuvi will say hey, something. You, you brought him up. I did, I, I, I did bring up. <laughs> I, I brought up Dick Shiner. I admit it. All right. That's that's. That's my whatever. So what,
1: what was the point of the, the fantasy
3: per- the ramifications? The of- perfect passer rating thing. Oh, okay, and, when
2: you, yeah. and, and looking back over all the quarterbacks, I mean. You just
3: want to talk
0: about yeah, yeah it, Not a lot of actionable.
3: <laughs> no. Anyway.
2: In this, in this you segment. said whatever. This doesn't need to be actionable. There's an actionable item. He's going to get a jersey. Yeah, I'm going to get myself a Richard I'll T. Make sure, jersey. I'll make sure
0: I tighten up the rules
2: <laughs> for Fine. next week. You said yes. talk about Whatever. <laughs> So I wanted like to mention perfect that is passer ratings. All right. I mean, there's some really bad quarterbacks that have had perfect passer ratings. So uh-huh. that it maybe isn't the be-all, end-all. Not that I don't think Dak and or yeah. Lamar are poised for really big seasons. But uh, looking back over that list, I mean, yeesh. Yeah. I, uh,
0: speaking of yeesh, I am uh, – my, my whatever this week is some concerns about the Steelers offense and a lot of the stuff that I'm gonna get into statistically here are things I was looking at in the preseason but it uh, just you know didn't necessarily come up because there are you know, there were worse guys on these sort of, you know, draft fades lists and things like that. But, you know, when you look at the Steelers Last year, Le'Veon Bell didn't play with that holdout. You know, running back's replaceable. We know that. We saw that proven out with James Conner last year. Elite wide receivers, you know, head cases are not, uh, or not are not so much uh, replaceable. I need to order a left-hand stout Oktoberfest as well. Uh, short one, yes. Thank you. Um, and, you know, Ben's no spring chicken anymore. Um, you know, he he's started to decline in play. We've seen that in the sort of peripheral statistics. It was covered up last year because of the counting stats. I mean, he played in all 16 games, and that was the first time since 2014 he had. And he set career-high in passing attempts, yards, and touchdowns. He also tied a career-high with three rushing scores. So, you know, he was still putting up these numbers. And and with that offensive line fully intact, it was like, well, the Steelers, you know, no Antonio Brown, no problem. They're just going to keep on rolling. Um, You know, meanwhile – Roethlisberger didn't end up on any of my teams. uh, Sands one because he just the keeper value was too good, Um, and same thing with Juju Smith Schuster, another guy who I kept just because the keeper value was too good. But not guys that in redraft I was liking where they were going. With with Ben, I've got there's a handful of PFF stats, Pro Football Focus stats that stood out. You know, last year was his fifth worst, worst Pro Football Focus grade since 2006. He actually finished with the NFL's sixth highest percentage of negatively graded throws his wins above replacement and overall grade dropped from second and fourth respectively in 2017 um to 16th and 15th in 2018 so we started to see that sort of dip into mediocrity and then i mean they the stats just get kind of worse from there i could there's a litany of them but um you know then you look at what happened fast forward here to week one now and yes they played in foxborough against maybe the best defense that the the patriots have had since Tom Brady has been their starting quarterback.
3: They're good. Yet they going back to the end of last year and through Week One this year, they're they're really, really, really good. I mean, look what they did to the Rams in yeah. the Super Bowl. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, Stephon Gilmore, one of the one of the top cover cornerbacks on the outside. Yeah. And you know, Juju Smith Schuster does have an adjustment to make moving to the outside. He was mm-hmm. an elite. I mean, him and Michael Thomas were basically um, the the standard bearers for slot receivers last year they are you know what you would aspire to to have on your team with Antonio Brown gone now he you know not only is he moving to the outside he's also seeing better defenders now he's going to get enough volume and this is I'm not knocking Juju I'm not knocking the Steelers just because of one week here but what I am saying is this I'm, I'm not going to write off week one is just you know what patriots are so good it's a fluke whatever i think Mm -hmm. we've started to see some of the cracks in the foundation here uh with the steelers and they are going to have good weeks and that's going to be throughout the season there you know they will have big games probably in the even in the fantasy playoffs but it's not to the uh you know what we're used to seeing out of pittsburgh just the the high level consistency and so i'm if I'm owning Big Ben or Juju Smith Schuster, even James Conner uh, in a fantasy league, and they get hot, you know, they go on a nice run, I'm not just assuming that's going to continue and they've, they've hit their stride and they're, go- they're gone now. I will listen to trade offers on those guys because I do think that this, you know, this is sort of the, the, the beginning of the end of Ben Roethlisberger as an elite fantasy option running an elite fantasy offense.
2: Ben Roethlisberger, one of three quarterbacks to have three perfect passer ratings in his career. So That's actionable. There it
0: is. There you go. (laughs) Nice way to go.
2: Dynamite drop in. (laughs) uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, speaking of drop, Dante Moncrief. Ooh. uh, Four of them last week. uh, Yeah,
0: and he had what ten tar nine targets. I mean, he he, and with seven yards on ninety three air yards. I think.
3: Yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger evidently hates James Washington. So right. you know, the and
0: part of, yeah part of the issue there is just a lack of trustworthy skill position players. Deontay Johnson's you know, an unknown quantity. Dante Moncrief is a very known quantity that for some reason Ben Roethlisberger likes. Mm-hmm. James Washington, for some reason he doesn't like. There's been a lot of air yards uh, there in Week One too, so um, we'll see. But again, that's a game they're chasing. They were down big yeah. early. This you're still starting Juju. You're still starting James Conner. And you're probably still starting Ben Roethlisberger, certainly in a two quarterback league. I will you are. say
3: their schedule is pretty forgiving. Their schedule is yeah. not very tough. <clears throat> Seattle, they get, well, they have their own division. They got Seattle right. and 49ers, the Chargers. They've got, you know, the Jets, the Bills, the Cardinals. You know, yeah. it's I, Miami.
0: Yeah, that, that helps. <laughs> so, yeah, that absolutely helps. It's, I just, I'm, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not considering this Steelers team, the Steelers of 2016-2017, you know, it's this it's it's a different team now. So, indeed. Take that for what it's worth for your uh, for your fantasy squad. All right. We've uh, we have to talk what do we got left to talk? Oh, of course. We got to do 50/50.
1: These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next. Sean, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. Brought to you by
0: our friends over at Fantasy Draft, of course, the sponsor, one of the sponsors of the podcast. Uh, Bo had a great week, one, thanks to Fantasy Draft and
3: Hooters, right? Yes, I did. Fantasy Draft, their their Hooters uh, million-dollar... Game that they had going on, I placed in that, so I was happy about that. Uh, thank you, Fantasy Labs, too, for helping yeah. me set those lineups last week. So, yeah, I'm um, jumping back in into the fantasy draft fray. This they have another million dollar. They Hooters absolutely this, this do. Week. It's it
0: is in the lobby right now, and in <laughs> fact, I believe if you follow the uh, Fantasy Football Party Twitter. Accounts we have yep. uh, sent that out so you can follow the link and I'll get right in. I'll send it out several
3: more times this week.
0: on there. Yes, and they have. Of course, you can find me. Like I said, I play in cash games every week, generally just in the one dollar to two dollar range. But I play on all the slates. So one one two magsh one one two. I've usually got uh, I've got contests in there. Usually on uh, by Friday. Sometimes I've been there on Thursday as well. But just uh, a lot of fun tournaments. I played in the spiral. I had a lot, actually a uh, decent bit of success in the one dollar uh, entry fee. 25 grand spiral last week that's in the lobby there right now and um, of course like i said i've been playing some baseball as well so you should mention
3: they're rake free now well absolutely that's 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 the big that's the big thing
0: yeah and there's a promo code as well to try that for seven days for free because because they're rake free it's basically this low cost subscription model now you you pay a a monthly fee but then every game you play is full payout so if you're playing in a dollar head-to-head game the winner gets $2, not $1.80. If you're playing in a tournament, you know, a $1 buy-in tournament that has 25,000 seats, $25,000 are getting paid out in that tournament. So uh, absolutely no rake ever in there. So use that code FFP to try that out for free for seven days on FantasyDraft.com.
2: All right. So, did, did you turn my mic back on now? Because I saw as soon as most yeah. of he jumped into the Hooters, I, I absolutely turned it off. And yeah. I, none of none of those comments. just unplugged you completely. Okay. It's, right, this, good. It's the smart thing okay. to do, really. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. So, uh, just a quick look back. We're not going to just to try to save some time, as we are trying to do this year. Uh, we're not going to go through uh, all of last week's scores or, or uh, teams or anything. Just wanted to throw out a couple of the best and a few of the worst. I won. I added
3: them up one, there you go. Yep.
0: Um, Josh Allen had a big week. Kirk Cousins ended up, despite only 10 attempts, ended up having a nice day. Justin Jackson showed well. John Brown, a great day. Mark Andrews, of course, uh, had a uh, one of the best tight end days as well. Uh, our worsts of the week were, well, Anthony Miller, who barely played and got no... Uh, no catches, I think one target. And then there was the Demarius Thomas and Adrian Peterson, who are street clothes. I lead in DNPs right now. Yes, yeah. Ty nice. Montgomery barely got any snaps because Le'Veon Bell played 100% of them. And Deion Lewis actually did get a decent amount of run, but uh, he did not do anything with it. So he and had if had kind of. Derek Henry's going
2: to catch passes like he did. Deion yeah. Lewis' playing time is going to be. Uh, um, Deion Lewis
3: is going to drop passes like he dropped. Yeah, last well, that week.
2: doesn't help either. Well, Derrick
0: Henry, this thing's always been: if he gets the ball in space, you're not stopping him. He's too big and he's too fast. And uh, there was actually the another screen has pass. No on him. There was actually another screen pass that Mariota missed just because he was under pressure. But there could have been yeah. another nice long game yeah, for. Yeah, uh,
3: I, as a Henry Derek owner Henry. and in several uh, several shares of Henry in, in PPR leagues, I was expecting zero PPR gravy from him this yeah. year might get a little bit yeah just a little bit (laughs)
0: a little bit uh let's tubby why don't you start this week at quarterback
2: well i took uh with the first overall pick i jumped it right in on uh, fantasy labs number one quarterback value at uh, 11,100 dollars, and a guy that showed out last week in josh allen Uh, you got your typical josh allen numbers from him 254 uh, passing yards a passing touchdown Mm -hmm. 38 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown fantasy labs loves him and i'm going along for the ride Worked like for it. me last week. I'm gonna uh, go with
0: Jameis Winston because I'm a wow. sucker. I'm a glutton for punishment. No, uh, <laughs> that's uh,
2: some sort of masochistic. Uh, yeah, He's exactly. railed this, about this him value for ten has minutes. Got to be down.
0: He, well, his his <laughs> price is down to just ten five now. Uh, that's the eleventh quarterback uh, fantasy lads value in their cash model. Um, but again, this is in fifty fifty. Where you know this is for people who are streaming quarterbacks, right? Um, and for all of Jameis's warts, he still has QB one upside any given week. For streaming, I mean, you'll take the good with the bad, you know. In that sense, he still had over 300 air yards in week one. Carolina's got an implied point total that's third highest in the week, so uh, that pretends to a lot of throwing. I'm, re- I'm really
2: disappointed in Bo because <laughs> well, I had, we had we my both mic turned have up. The Facts of life, <laughs> yeah. It's <song> going on. <laughs> no in Mrs. Our head Garrett, right Garrett now. reference. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: take I was I, I was leaving it there for both know, of you.
3: So I was you drinking go. a beer? All right, Bo. Who's your quarterback? Uh I've got Kirk Cousins after he threw 10 yes 10 passes last week. 2 was at the lowest uh, total by Vikings since uh, 77 or something like well, that. Well the, the highest Lee?
2: rushing percentage <laughs> and, and I'm guessing now uh, conversely the lowest uh, passing uh, number. Yes. Go figure Mike Zimmer
3: said all is. offseason that they wanted yeah. to run the ball a lot more. And they ran the ball a lot more in week 1. Don't think that's going to happen every week. Um, Kirk Cousins' value is down a little bit. He's only 10300 on Fantasy Draft. He's still owned in fewer than 50% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. But because his value is down, his uh, Fantasy Labs value is decent now. It's at 65.18, which makes him a solid value. Last year against Green Bay, Kirk Cousins threw for 769 yards and seven touchdowns nice. on 86 pass attempts in their two games against the yeah. Packers. I don't think he's going to have <laughs> 43 pass attempts again this week.
1: Wow. Don't Check think he's going to have 10, though. I'm
3: going to go yeah, someplace right there in the sweet spot in the middle, but uh, – but Kirk Cousins has a good history against the Packers. They're going to have to throw against the Packers because they're not going to be blowing out the Packers, I don't think, like they did we'll the Falcons see. at home last week.
0: With that run-to-pass ratio last week, Zimmer's walking up and down that sideline telling everybody it's the pleats. He's got to take <laughs> them back to the pants store. <laughs>
2: Running back, Stuvi. Well, I talked about uh, Chris Thompson and my uh, unnatural affection for him, so I'll uh, <laughs> I'll parlay it into putting him into the lineup. at Just $8,400, a great uh, flex option for you he's a fantasy labs running back 19 value he's uh, been nicked up when the Redskins have played the Cowboys last uh, last year but he last saw them in 2017 he had 94 scrimmage yards including eight for 76 receiving that's a typical Chris Thompson game and that's a double digit points game in half PPR so that's exactly what I like about him the other uh, running back I'm going to go with against Miami following your advice to uh, to chase the Dolphins going with Rex Burkhead who's They're giving away Rex Burkheads on Fantasy (laughs) Draft this week. He's their Fantasy Lab's number seven running back value. I know the Pats have had some issues in South Beach, and now I think we kind of know why the Patriots team has struggled when they've gone down to Miami. Mm -hmm. There might be something off the field that their (laughs) owner sets them up with. But we won't won't (laughs) go there. Man. um he had 13 touches last week you can expect plenty of garbage time why would you risk sony michelle in miami i think rex burkhead gets it done
0: i've got uh, a couple of running backs to talk about here giovanni bernard against san francisco and i we kind of glossed over joe mixon in the news section a little yeah, bit yeah he's got um, the
3: ankle injury he's hoping to play just kind of day-to-day right now but uh yeah he's one to keep an eye on
0: he is i mean he, even after he got hurt last week he was still standing on the sideline Mixon was so i do i i, I kind of expect that he's going to go i mean obviously if he doesn't go bernard is you know fire him up in DFS All everywhere. DFS, yep. Yeah, I mean he's only 9800 right now on fantasy draft. Uh only the 32nd value at running back, but uh yeah, without Mixon that goes way up. Uh and even with Mixon, I mean, he had 9 touches for 63 combo yards against Seattle. That's Ber- uh, Bernard's numbers from last week. And I do I like that for his floor honestly against a Niners defense that made Ronald Jones look good in week 1. <laughs> so uh um, yeah, I, I, think that there's some, uh, there's some, uh, upside there. And then Mike Davis at Denver is going to be my other one, uh, down at $6,900, 29th running back value. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs didn't have a lot of trouble with that Denver defense. And honestly, I do expect they're going to, the, the, Broncos are going to spend most of their time making Mitch Trubisky look like a fool. So, uh, I think Mike Davis can probably, uh, take advantage there, you know, of, of dink and dunk opportunities because he had seven targets in week one. He also had five carries. It, You know, we have to watch how roles shift. It was only week one, so we can't say there's any kind of trend here. Tariq Cohen was basically the slot receiver as Anthony Mm -hmm. Miller watched from the sidelines. So if that happens again, um, Mike Davis is very much going to continue to be in play. Now if it starts to shift to Miller becomes more of the part of the offense, Cohen shifts into the backfield, Dave Montgomery starts getting more work. You know, this is going to be short-lived value for Mike Davis, but certainly, uh, you know, if you're putting together a ton of tournament lineups, I do think Mike Davis can, um, you know, be part of that.
3: And Montgomery will start getting more work. (laughs) Better
0: start getting more work. Please. (laughs) Spoken like
2: a Montgomery dynasty owner.
3: (laughs) I have a few shares of him scattered about. Uh, I've got three running backs to talk about this week uh, by two guys, and plus a flex play here. I'll preface this by saying not a single one of these guys are good value for fantasy draft this week all right i picked them all three up Noted. because they're still available in over 50 percent of fantasy leagues so if you've got some holes to plug with you know the injuries we've talked about to to, to geiss and to mixon or 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 to uh the, the holdout still with melvin gordon or whatever so these guys these guys are readily available still even after the waiver runs this week and i'm need talking anything to about here? i'll take another premium if, if I could.
1: I, I'll um, try the
2: one-eyed. The, is the, it one, the one-eyed? One-eyed. Yeah. The old Inside, one-eyed. Old one-eyed. Inside, old one-eyed. Inside old one-eyed. Uh, let's go short. All right. Just short short
3: We're
2: proud of you. Uh, stop. Just stop. <laughs> turn the mic
3: off. All right. Turn all our mics off. Right now. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very good podcast. So I'll, just, I'll just keep talking about my running backs here. Uh, my three running backs that I was going to mention, Malcolm Brown, Justin Jackson, and Frank Gore, uh, again, none of them are great DFS plays this week, but all three are still readily available in your fantasy leagues, and all three are worthy of roster spots. Malcolm Brown going up against the Saints this week. He had 53 yards on 11 touches, two touchdowns in week one, only three fewer carries than Todd Gurley. Yeah. Uh, so that, that jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. Justin, so we, th- we went into the season thinking Malcolm Brown is Gurley's handcuff, but like like Madison he's he's a handcuff with with, Handcup with benefits, benefits yeah for well sure. I,
0: I did want to note so all, he had 4 touches inside the 10 but those all came on drives where he was already in the game like it was just mm-hmm. his series and so it's not well, like he was subbing in as a goal line back he's getting series he, oh at, yeah no <laughs> so this is that's this is, this is not to knock brown that's basically and the rams for the girly the, owners the, the who rams are the rams the scoring right position once in they a while. do that they do that yeah <laughs> They
3: do have a tendency to do that uh Justin Jackson one of the other guy i mentioned now he did not hold up too well in the uh, timeshare with Austin Eckler. He only no. had 16 snaps. Eckler at 48. Yeah. But Jackson did have six rushes for 57 yeah. yards. He looked just as good including as Eckler a 24-yard did. run. So he's he's going to continue to get run uh, in, in this Chargers offense, and they're at the Lions this week. And then Frank Gore, I'm going to give him one more shot here. He's still the Bills' starting running back. Uh, he was out-snapped Big time time. by Devin Singletary in week one, 48 to 19. But they're talking about getting Gore uh, still more involved here. Still talking him up as the starter. I have to think he's going to get some goal line looks here and there. So, I don't know. We'll see. He's still out there in, let's see, he's only owned in 18% of ESPN leagues. So, if you're really hurting at running back. Why I guess. I
0: mean, Devin Singletary, like you said, he had 70% of the snaps. And he looks so good. Yeah, I, I don't he looks know. so good. It might finally be the end of Frank. <laughs> well, they need oh, two I've been backs. saying <laughs> that for 13 years, I
2: think. All right, to be wide receivers. I'm going with Ted Ginn, Jr. Um, 7,800. Again, they're they're giving away Ted Ginn, Jr. on fantasy draft. He gets the Rams this Did week. Didn't miss
0: practice today because he was sick, but he should be fine. He's just sick.
2: He's, it's just a, a tummy vet, veteran tummy day egg. off, yep. Yeah. The Rams, uh, according to Rotoviz, the Rams are a top-two wide receiver target, and uh, I know the Saints didn't throw the ball a ton, especially downfield. It, that last pass that he comp- that Drew Brees completed Damn. was his first pass of over 20 yards, so they're slightly different, but I got a feeling they're going to need to play a little bit more uh, offense uh, yeah. against the Rams. What a fun game,
0: by the way, that Monday it, night. Yes. Oh, man, what a, that that, was a blast. That uh, was a
2: battle, and uh, he's Fancy Labs wide receiver number 27. Um, the most expensive player I have left... Uh, Marquise Brown was uh he was floating around on the uh, sub fifty, and we were thinking, "Hey, man, ESPN owners must be morons." But then he jumped over that fifty percent threshold. I wanted a piece of that Arizona secondary, so I went with Willie sneed for eighty eight hundred dollars. He's only Fantasy Labs wide receiver seventy two value, but that Arizona secondary is uh, all kinds of banged up. We saw Lamar Jackson look pretty good last week, and uh, you know he was
0: getting the snaps. He was getting the, oh, he's, the time on the field. Yeah, he's sure.
2: he's definitely an option. And via on, on uh, my uh, flex guy, another guy who's uh, seeing plenty of snaps, Terry McLaren uh, against the Cowboys, eighty one hundred dollars. He's Fantasy Labs wide receiver number twenty four value, five for twenty five and a touchdown on seven targets last week against the Eagles. He's the guy stepping up, and uh, Case Keenum likes I'm him.
3: Really intrigued by yep, him. He's yep. get he's on the field. All the time, yeah. getting targeted a ton. The Redskins are going to pass in this offense, and they might be behind in games once in a while and right. be forced to pass from from a game script point of view. So, yeah, the, this guy, this McLaren yeah. dude, I mean, I don't, don't know, me.
0: maybe this isn't an unpopular opinion, but I like McLaren over Hollywood Brown as a pickup because Brown played 14% of snaps. I mean, he was amazing, and he's going to, you yeah. know, he is the new Deshaun Jackson. But this is not an offense that's going to play the Dolphins every week. No? Uh, that would be nice if they could arrange <laughs> that. That would be or, nice. Or an offense. i Lamar Jackson every week. Then. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would too. But like I, I did in DFS in week one. Yeah, that was smart. I, <laughs> I do think that his role will increase based on what we saw out of him. I mean, obviously his foot's feeling a little better. Um, and so there's certainly upside here. But I do think from a consistency standpoint, you know, I picked Paul Richardson in this 50-50 last week. Paul Richardson was not the – You know, the ex-receiver here, that was Terry McLaurin. And so that's what I, you know, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, wide receivers for me, I'll try to go quick here uh, as we hit the hour mark. John Brown Ugh. at the Giants, uh, only 10-5 still. He's a uh, 38th value, um, but the Giants were torched by Dak last week, and, uh, you know, they get a bit, le- uh, you know, I think that Josh Allen is a lesser QB than Dak, but still mobile. Obviously, he's the same stylistically speaking. Uh, Brown had 10 targets at the Jets in week one, 27% target share. Uh, I just think he's a great fit in this offense. Um, And he's going to be more consistent than we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. John Brown, um, you know, in in his Arizona days, and certainly last year with uh, uh, after Lamar Jackson took over. Danny Amendola going against the uh, Chargers, ninety four hundred, not really a fantasy value, fantasy labs value, but thirteen targets. My goodness, team leading twenty nine percent target share in Week One. Now, obviously, a much tougher test going against Desmond King this week. But you know, if this target load remains, he's still going to have a solid floor. And it was him. this one's going to be one to watch because TJ Hawkinson got a lot of work, too, and they're not yes. playing the Cardinals every week. They're not going to throw 45 passes every week, I don't think. Um, well, they might. They might have to. We'll see. But, um, you know, if, if that becomes 38 passes, you know, then it becomes one week's probably an Amendola week, one week's a Hawkinson week, but for now, you know, I definitely like the usage here. Uh, and then Mohammed Zanu is gonna be my other one, just like last week, 9,100, not, you know, 25th, uh, wide receiver value here. He actually led Atlanta wide receivers with an 85% snap rate. I think some of that was just cause the game got out of hand, so things got a little catawampus there, but, uh, you know, same as last week. Wow. He's a solid floor play in an offense that's gonna pass. Probably going to be about 50 yards, and he's going to score a touchdown every 3-4 games. Catawampus. Can you
2: spell Catawampus?
3: C-A-T-A-W-A-M-P-O-U-S. Sure. Should I do my wide receivers now? I don't know if that's right. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about both of them earlier in the podcast, Miko Hardman and DJ Chark. so won't uh, go back over this too much, but surprises me that Hardman's still available in um, – 20 he's only owned in 27 percent of fantasy leagues and chark's only owned in 17 percent of fantasy leagues that's that's going to change so get them now while while they're still readily available uh chark had the huge day with uh, 146 yards hardman didn't do anything but like we mentioned with the tyreek hill injury somebody's got to step into that void and he's the speed guy to do it so um neither one of them are great values in terms of uh, fantasy draft Harbin's at ten thousand one hundred dollars on fantasy draft this week and those i guys think they're something. they're anticipating yeah. A, yeah. a big jump in usage here so he's not a great value uh charts only eight thousand so a little better value uh but both these guys definitely belong on rosters
2: also worth pointing out that uh, on fantasy draft he, he may be a dj he may be spinning vinyl but uh, daryl is the first name he goes by on fantasy draft that's Darryl true
3: daryl chart yes yep. Thank you. Uh,
2: Tuvi, tight end. Happy to help. You you guys talked about the uh, opportunities and and the number of passes, and we talked about it with Cousins. We talked about it with some of the other receivers. Cincinnati threw 52 times in a game where they never trailed by more than four points.
0: Yeah. I got a feeling I
2: know what that offense is going to be looking like, so uh, I'll take a piece of it for $6,200. Fantasy draft is literally they're paying me to have Tyler (laughs) Eifert on my team against the – yeah, where's the narrator? They're they're not paying me. (laughs) Tyler Eifert against the 49ers. I'm going to enjoy the production while he's healthy. Caught five of his six Mm -hmm. targets last week, and if Cincinnati's throwing that many times... I want a piece of the action.
0: I just wish he wasn't splitting time right now at tight end. Like that could actually be a really—he's—he's C- well, so he's definitely yeah. the more talented. Maybe they—they they realize yeah. they need to,
2: you know, dial back on, on his touches. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy Graham against Minnesota, 6,900. Nice 12th tight end fantasy labs value, Uh tied for second on Green Bay and targets in Week One. He did score the only touchdown. You know, the secondary wide receivers that we did obviously see Marquez Valdez Scantling clearly, clearly up ahead of. Geronimo Allison, who did nothing. Um, I mean, Valdez Scanley still didn't stand out, so I do think that this 20% target share seems relatively safe in the short term. While Jimmy Graham's healthy, Atlanta went after Minnesota's defense with tight ends with 10 targets. Much of that damage was done in garbage time, however. But Jimmy Graham, smoke me if you got him.
3: Uh, Kyle Rudolph's going to be my tight end. His value's down after the goose egg in week one. Yeah, well, He did not catch one of the... Kirk Cousins 10 completions last week. <laughs> uh so he's only 5900 on fantasy draft. So he is free. He is free on fantasy drafting. He's a very good value according to Fantasy Labs experts this week. He's the seventh best tight end value overall on Fantasy Labs in their cash model <coughs> for fantasy draft this week and that's the best value amongst tight ends that were available to us in this 50-50 draft. Cool. So uh last year like uh, Kirk Cousins He had two big games against Green Bay, caught seven of seven targets in one game and seven of eight targets in the other game against Green Bay for a total of 135 yards.
2: Cool. Kicker defense, Quick too. Kicker defense. Uh, I'm going with Matt Bryant against the Eagles. Did you miss him? He's back. He brought his pencil. Give him something to write on. (laughs) There's going to be points. I think the Atlanta you saw in Minnesota is not the Atlanta you're going to see all year. There's going to be points for Matt Bryant. And uh, making that... uh, that historic, uh, you know, it's legendary, the tight end defense stack, stacking the Cincinnati Bengals defense against the 49ers with Tyler Eifert. They're just five grand, uh, but despite that, they are num- the number seven value on Fantasy Draft, according to Fantasy Labs. They're home against a West Coast team, and uh, Jimmy GQ likes to throw the picks. He does.
0: I'm going with uh, Joey Sly versus Tampa Bay on Thursday night. The Panthers have the third highest Vegas implied point total. And they play at home, recipes for kicker success there. Uh, and I'm going with the Texans' defense special teams against Jacksonville, uh, 6,500. Actually, the number one defense special teams value on yeah, Fantasy, Fantasy Labs. Labs and, and it's just because, you know, they're going against Gardner Minshew, making his first career start uh, on the road here. It's not going to be the easiest uh, time in the world for our Gardner. Our Gardner. Minshew will
3: slay them. All right. <laughs> uh, Matt Prater is going to be my kicker. A uh, lot like last week, Uh in fact, exactly like yeah, last week. Literally when, like last week, When he week, kicked yes. two field goals and two extra points for me. One of the field goals went over 50 yards, so that was nice. Um, gets the Chargers at home in the Dome this week. Uh, Panthers defense would be my streaming defense of the week this week because you can't stream uh, the Patriots against the Dolphins in most of mm-hmm. leagues because the Patriots are owned. So I recommend yeah. the Panthers this week going up against Jameis Winston and the turnover prone Buccaneers offense. They're not a value play in DFS because they are a hot streamer against a the what? Buccaneers. A oh, streamer. Hot streamer. Streamer. <laughs> streamer. <laughs> yeah. Streamer. Cle-
0: did you say Cleveland? No. No.
3: I think no. There's $6,400 on fantasy draft banter. this week. So you know it's good. <laughs> So they're pretty expensive, but uh, that price is up because of the matchup against Tampa Bay. They're still available in more than 75% of fantasy leagues on ESPN. Nice. Pick them up, start them against the Maj's Jameis Winston Yeah, no kidding.
0: Well, before we close out the show, I want to first throw, um, would you mind letting Mike borrow your headphones? Because we got Mike Evans, general manager here at JL Beers in Burnsville. I have two questions for Mike. One, do you have any fantasy questions you need answered? And then, two, why don't you tell us a little something something about what's going on at JL Beers in the uh, coming weeks that people should be uh, anticipating out here?
4: Uh, Well, um, in my personal fantasy league... Yes, that's um, where we'd like to start. We definitely had a couple upsets in the first week, but um, I got Hunter Henry that went out with an injury. Thoughts to bring him back later in the season?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm hanging on to to Hunter Henry just because the the tight end pool is so shallow that yeah. unless you know unless we hear definitively done for a year that you know or if you've got very short bench, yeah, you got to hang on
4: to him. I think that's what I'm going to do. That's what it looked like. So good input. Well, yeah, um, coming up in the next few weeks, and JL Beers here. We're finally into school season, so we're happy Ooh. that mom and dad are. Getting back to the normal routine and getting the kids out the door, but then coming in for drinks and yeah. food at night.
2: In, in need of drinks, as, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, with a couple kids in school yeah, myself. Yeah, so.
4: starting, for sure. Um, otherwise, yeah, uh, patio season, sadly, is coming to a little bit of an end. We've had some crazy weather, but um, our beer hall is something where we can definitely accommodate bigger groups. Yeah. And um, you guys have used the space two years now, and it's a great spot to bring a bunch of people in. So we're excited to go into the next school year here in the the fall and winter side. But um, sadly, summer, I think we're into our fool's fall right now. We're getting a little colder weather, and we're getting closer to...
2: It's Oktoberfest season. See, that's the side benefit is now you're getting the beers (laughs) right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, Yeah, the Oktoberfest,
4: definitely. We always have at least three going, and we're going to just keep rotating them in and out and trying new ones. Um, A fun new beer we have now right now for the month of September is the Ales for ALS beer. And so it's a beer that Bell's Brewing in Michigan did uh, to benefit ALS Research. And literally only the only places in the U.S. that got it was the 12 JL beers in the Midwest. So you can only get it here on tap. And so every uh, glass that you drink, a dollar from JL beers and a dollar from Bell's goes towards ALS Research. Beautiful. Fun uh, event that we do every year with them that they've allowed us to be a part of. So it's really a cool fundraising effort. Um, awesome. And then the last part, we're doing a giveaway towards the end of September here. Um, the last day of September, we'll draw if you drink any Kona beer.
2: Which Edwin Maj is doing. Kona, Kona Lager yeah. tonight.
4: Kona Lager. He's got the longboard. And then um, Kona Big Wave. So every time you drink one, you get an entry. And we're giving away a Kona bike that's hanging in our entryway. So you could win a brand new bike. Um, it's something where uh, Kona definitely realizes that they want to thank their fan base for um, trying us out in the Midwest compared to being in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they awesome. gave us a full bike to give away with a fun basket on the front with some prizes in it as well. So Sweet. The nice. full bikes
0: are always the best ones. Yeah, yeah. No, not half like, bike no little scooters. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- thank you, Mike. Sweet we appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, and guys. we love being out here, uh, you know, as always. So we really appreciate you having us. Awesome. Glad to have you. Sweet. And,
2: and speaking of JL Beers, I want to mention that a uh, friend thank of the you. program, Brandon Anderson, uh was tweeting yeah. at us about uh, yeah. his buddy Lance and his dad were the guys that started Jailbeer, so we wanted to give them a shout-out oh, because uh, we love the place, and uh, you know they started a great business, so we're, we're happy that he's following the show. Well, yeah, for sure.
0: Tim, Kyle, do you guys have fantasy football questions you want to ask before we get off the air here? You can borrow Tuvi's headset if you need to, to, or you can just yell it, and I'll tell people what you said. I don't care either way. Do you have a question? I don't have a question. He has the answers. <laughs> I I answer the questions. All right, here. Borrow this and then Tell me if it's too loud. I can't
2: hear. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, no, he hasn't even started yet. Oh, boy. Take your time. No pressure.
3: Yep. We'll tap Close dance until you're ready.
2: The mime isn't going over well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the. Did you win last week?
3: I did. I was supposed right. to be beat by 20, and I ended up winning by 20. Out of way. So my my question was, do I dump Kenyon Drake?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's uh, unless easy uh, answer. Yeah,
3: but it's unanimous. My only options right now are Burkhead or Sproles.
2: Well, Sproles looks like he's going to be a pretty regular part, and there there's not a bigger Kenyon Drake apologist on on the program than me. But that team is. Uh,
3: they're not going to be running out the clock in a no, lot of games in no. the second half with the with a two touchdown lead. If, if you picture a <laughs> game script, does not favor the Miami running game, and
2: then picture a fire in the <laughs> yeah. dumpster. Yeah, I, I think probably if it's there's any PPR element, Sproles is going to be a, a regular contributor in a, a three headed backfield. You know, he's not going to give you. There may be the occasional big game, but if you can throw him into your lineup and count on. Five catches for and why are those your only yards? two
3: options? Sprouls are agent options. Oh, there's only two running backs available in well, free agency. I mean, there's more, but <laughs> <laughs> Hilliard is the next best in the who, list. who got
2: the uh the goal line carry over Chubb, which had to uh, disappoint a few people, but now he's he's nicked up, I believe, right?
3: Yeah, it said he's questionable for yeah. this week or Davis or
2: i don't know mike davis you want to put in your pitch for mike davis another guy that's going to get uh you you share the workload you could
3: kind of week to week uh plug guys in uh that would be better than drake and pretty much any week have make it a goal to have zero shares of dolphins on any of your fantasy teams this year
2: and those are the kind of guys that you you don't need to spend a lot of your fab on you know they can be the or, or a waiver priority. It shouldn't be a priority. They should Just look be. Look for a
3: really good matchup.
2: Everybody week. else has picked something, and then, you know, oh, yeah, Mike Davis is going to still be floating around, and you pick him up on the Jeep.
3: Well, and Baj has Davis in our 50 Yeah, this week. I do. And didn't you have Burkhead? I had
0: Burkhead. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, and don't be scared to sort of have uh, an area uh, where you're lacking depth on your roster early in the season because. Let's say you drop Kenyon Drake and pick up John Ross instead. Well, you might, your running backs might be hurting for a few weeks, but guess what? Somebody, you know, has already lost Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, hopefully it's nobody had Devin Funches, but maybe somebody dropped, lost Devin Funches. I mean, wide receivers are going to get hurt and there's going, you know, you're going to be able to trade from areas of strength on your team. So you can go, uh, you know, with a short bench at the running back position or any position, uh, early on in the season. All right. Well, we're setting all kinds of records for time tonight, so we should probably, we should probably close next this week, out. Next week, I so promise. Thank I want to thank Tim and Kyle for coming out, and Mike, of course, Thanks, for being guys. here tonight.
2: Tuvi, Bo? That should be our, our tagline. The fantasy football party, always longer than you expected.
0: <laughs> and with that, <laughs> have a great week, too, everyone. We'll catch you at 7.30 p.m. JL Beers in Burnsville next and every Wednesday through the NFL season. Good luck in week two. We'll see you in week three.